0: Okay.
1: So the work that we've been doing with Aspen Challenge currently is, um, as some of you may know, is trying to deal with the mental health crisis that we feel is um, in our community. One of the avenues that we've gone is a legislature, legislature avenue with um, Soraya Mason heading off um, the talk about a new bill that I guess part of
0: that. Hi, welcome. Oh, and that was an amazing intro, Ariana. Thank you so much because <laughs> I did not get to say it.
1: Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, new legislature to um, talk about how African American history should be um, in the curriculum. And so, Kaufman, you can open with our we first question.
2: Real quick. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can open with the first question um, and just give a little bit of a synopsis of the work we've done so far. Uh, one of our students, Soraya Mason, wrote all 142 legislators saying there's a, a crisis, a mental health crisis in the black community right now, and that is that black students don't know their history before slavery, and that our school is doing an injustice, that our district is doing an injustice. The school system across the country is doing an injustice because we're systematically depriving a whole group of people of knowledge of themselves, which is causing violence, which is increasing the school to prison pipeline. And so my question tonight for all of us is why is it important to, to rethink how we teach black history and make it an inclusive curriculum that honors a deeper history there?
0: Thank you so much, Mr. Coffin. With that being said, thank you for tuning in, listeners. You've heard today's question. Now we're going to open it up because <laughs> the control was stolen from me. <laughs> okay. With, oh, we have another Anna Kaye. Challenger who has come to join our podcast. We are officially live at Marion Seymour High School. And would you like to repeat the question one more time to our fellow listeners?
2: Uh, Question in quick terms. Why is it important to teach an inclusive curriculum uh, to African-American history for our students and the wider community? I asked students as we came in, "Do do we need to change how we teach black history? I wonder if anybody can speak to that and their own experiences.
0: Does anyone want to open the floor?
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'll kind of speak to that um, as a student who is not specifically—I would—who is both parts African and American, in the fact that my dad is from Liberia and um, my mom is white and. "Quote unquote," like, Um, I feel like I come from having deeper like history of knowing like where I specifically come from, knowing where my family is from, um, and having ties there, having family back in Liberia, knowing that somewhere that I can always go back to, and family that I can always connect with, and to know that I have that legacy and that those roots, and that people are denied that and don't even understand where they are from, what that means, like what that culture is, where they can go to like feel a sense of home, to feel a sense of place, because a lot of times in America you're seen as an other when you're African American, you're seen as something that is less than, and then you don't even have an origin to go back to where you feel like you are at home. I think that denies people identity within their communities, it denies and like having not other people know about where you come from, having that ambiguity not only in yourself, but having others not being able to understand that part of you, I think um, we're missing something. That's, that's something that needs to be addressed and talked about because all, everybody else can know where they come from. Everybody else can know their history. But a lot of, not just African-Americans, minorities in general, they don't see themselves in their history classes. They don't see themselves in their liter- literature. They don't see themselves ever when they come to school and you're learning about all these famous white people and you never see yourself in that. And how do you find identity in something that doesn't look like you? And why do you have to find
0: identity in something that doesn't look like you? So, um, I'll start out with that. Um. See, it was always different for me because, like, growing up, when I, well, I, I come from a military family, so usually when you're told something, you're told something, and then you don't question it. Like, like you have an order, and you shut up. So, when I was in school, and I was taught about how um, how African Americans were slaves, and they were brought over on the boat over to America. Uh, I, the only thing like my only option was to like sit there and kind of accept that reality. Um, I honestly didn't think anything much else about it. I was like, oh, I'm a slave. Okay. Um, honestly, I'm not sure. It, it's it's strange because you know we do get a whole month like dedicated to us our, like, ancestry. But then even questioning, who is that us? That is Martin Luther King. I mean, yeah, it's certain parks. individuals. that's it. And it's like, do I celebrate me, or do I celebrate the people that come before me? So, like, I never thought about it. I never really questioned it.
2: So a question I would put forth to, to, to every student here specifically, um, there was a question my students presented yeah. at, at, at the Galt House for the Diversity and mm-hmm. Business Summit, and that is... What if all you were taught was the most painful part of your people's past and that was it? How does that impact you? Uh, I want to build off that question. How would you like black history taught to your kids?
0: How do i eyes, follow
2: her. I mean, anybody, anybody. How would you want black history taught to your kids?
1: Well, also, I don't think, I want them to know, like, the greatness of, like, not that, okay, race plays a part in your identity, so it's not that I want them to, to hold their race to be, like, the only thing that they hold pride in, but that needs to be something that, Within yourself that you do that are, you are able to hold pride in, and all the other parts of yourself altogether. So I want them to be able to not just know themselves as a slave, not just know themselves as something less than. I want them to know of, of history where they're like, oh well, algebra and all these different inventions came from where I'm from, and that is part of me, and that is part of I. I am smart. Like I am. I'm kingly. I am. I am. Uh-huh. I am more than just something that is a stepping stone for not, to be colonized. I am more than someone who can be colonized. And I feel like that's what we're taught right now. Like, Africa was colonization. All right. And like they were weak.
0: I'm sorry, not bad. I'm gonna talk <laughs> right. She's gonna like, cut you off. No. Okay. I got a question for everybody Do you think that they made Black History Month on purpose or on accident? What do you mean? Like, yeah. Huh? Do. So, like, let's take for example the government. Um, we have. No, not we. I'm sorry, they. Cause I'm woke. <laughs> um, they said they the <laughs> created like this month that we're that's supposedly supposed to be talking about how this African American person made African alive. Afri- I wish I could speak. African American lives better. Do you feel like they did that just to make you guys feel good about yourself, or do you think like the gu- they actually genuinely care? This it the, over here in the back. I'm gonna ask you to speak loud because the microphone is all the way over here.
3: Oh yeah, uh, I think I think um, uh, I think it's all part of like, uh, like
2: um, sorry, turn the uh, um. A, a bigger plan? Place. I think it's all being part of being a part of the game. Uh
3: huh. And I think everyone is. Um, uh, I think uh, a lot of white people.
0: And you right. think that there's like a big like, there's like a bigger picture to what they're trying to
3: do right? Yeah.
0: Is there anybody over here that feels like that or
3: <clears throat> uh, sort of to this point I feel like uh, the government like that stuff and that is beneficial to them mm-hmm. so for example that would be so, uh, can I ask you uh, a question? yeah Just go ahead I don't, know the, <laughs> I don't know the
4: answer to this uh-huh. but your question causes me to, s- to s- ask myself and all of you oh Wait.
0: Welcome to the podcast, people. You're going to talk today. <laughs> all right, look we go ahead question, ma'am? So,
4: what have you been
0: taught
4: about the origins of black history? The true origins. Nothing. You know, the government had nothing to do that's with That's so funny, because, like... I, I, that's, I'm, I
0: genuinely would like to know, because I think nothing. it it speaks to your broader point. Um, So, like, for me, What's am it? I... Oh, did I catch you off? Do you no, do I no, no. want to? Listen. So, like, what I was gonna <laughs> I say, gonna say so. in my current US history class, we did go over, well, technically, we're in World War II right now, but I'm like talking about in the past. Um, the modern day type of race, not modern day, but like racism towards maybe the 1930s. So, like, I know about Rosa Parks, I know about Malcolm X, I know about Martin Luther King and everybody else but like as far as how like Europeans actually went and like physically tortured slaves and like put them on the boat for hours and hours on it. no like my mother literally had to sit me down and she made me watch this movie it was called Roots and like uh I think the main character's name was Kunta Kinte or something like that and it showed like the brutal nasty awful side and I was like hold on wait a minute I thought I was allowed to sit on the bus I don't want, <laughs> this is nasty, I don't want none of that, but that, that's what, like, I was showing up, I, I don't so really think so.
4: anybody have any sense of the origins of Black History Month, how it started out as a week and then evolved into a month, and the name Carter Woodson? You know? I've never heard that name. So, yeah,
3: I, yeah because so, when yeah. <laughs> you were saying the government and them and... All that. It was actually started by a black man, by the historian by the name of Carter G. Woodson. And actually, his intentions were really good. These days, we kind of complain oh, it's the shortest day of the month. And, you know, we talk about that. And then we kind of complain about, um, you know, we only learn about Martin Luther King Jr., which that's a valid complaint. Uh, But it was actually started by a black man whose intentions were to lift his people through this initial. Black History Week, and then it extended to the month, and um, and like I said, it, it, there were, it was begun with good intentions, but now it's just become this other thing that everybody's kind of like, this is ridiculous. We know about Rosa Parks, yeah, uh, and we need to know more about pre-slavery, and actually, the slavery part needs to be spoken about in a different way than what it is, mm-hmm. because that um, I think there was a question. Why is it important to teach black history? Um, And I think part of it is that when you're absent from what is being taught, that's a form of trauma when you are absent. You don't see yourself. You don't see all of the great things that your people have done, whether it was on the continent, whether it was, was on this continent, and that's problematic. And I think that whoever, I think I was told you all came up with the this is being part of dealing with the mental health crisis, this is probably one of the most important factors in how we see ourselves as black people, how we love ourselves, and how we don't love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I'll just stop there.
2: Can I ask you a question? So, I'm an English teacher, and you said we need to teach slavery differently. What suggestion would you give to an English teacher like myself?
3: I mean, that's, that's (laughs) I mean that's a lot to unpack I know when I was in school which was decades and decades and decades ago um, when I was in a classroom where slavery was taught I actually left the classroom feeling a bit ashamed Um, I was lucky because I had family who taught me before I went to school but I still came out feeling ashamed by the way that they taught it as if we never fought back it was our own fault we were lazy were, you know, didn't have anything to offer the world, and fortunately I come from a family who showed me all these other things that were totally the opposite of that, um, and taught me about how even though the Europeans came in and, you know, when we got to this soil we were, and actually on the continent as well, mm-hmm. because that what happened over there and what's happening today over there is atrocious, but, um, but we did fight back. There were lots of rebellions, lots of revolts lots of individuals or families who did try to fight. So I find a sense of pride in that and definitely and also they left out and I think somebody mentioned it earlier they left out how brutal this particular type of slavery was. I mean it was one of the, it may have been the first one that was race based meaning in other countries yeah maybe you had some slavery but you couldn't tell just by looking at the person that they were you know, an enslaved person. But here, we couldn't, we couldn't run from it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what made this a little bit different, and then some other things. But um, yeah, I think that's a whole nother podcast of conversation. I have
0: a question. Yeah. Do you think, well, let me say it to the the 60 people, I would just like to say, I'm so grateful, Mr. Hoffman, because my podcast started with two people, there's like 60 people in the room. So, I just wanted to thank you because my audience is growing. Okay, now that's over, <laughs> do you Good. think that Hollywood portrays slavery correctly or any, any, way, any way, like correctly? Because I shouldn't say my favorite, but one movie that I did sit down and watch my mother was 12 years a slave, and she did say there were some accurate things in there, but. Not all of them were.
4: How many of you actually have
0: seen that thing? We got two, three people who've seen 12 Years of Slave? Yeah. Oh, four. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think? Anybody over here? Um, Can I ask you a follow up question to that? Uh huh. So, I'm sorry, I'm a teacher, uh-huh. so I'm always asking uh-huh. that. <laughs> The questions just come
4: out of me <laughs> without me having any control sometimes. So, if I ask you how many of you have seen it, and four hands go up. If you've seen it, do you feel you, like you have enough context for what that period of history was actually like or about, before, during, etc., to understand, to make a judgment about whether it's accurate? Does that make sense? My question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like? Yeah. No. I don't,
1: think she's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. And then that just makes me like, how would you know if it's accurate? It, exactly. And that's oh. like, I, I don't, I, don't, I don't whoa. know. Even I'm right now, now I'm like curious. sitting here and it like frustrates me because I was like, I wrote this like essay about The Great Gatsby and how that's like a, a testament to its time or it's not. And like that's the essay that like most high schooler writes. Like, you know, like is this our flapper girls an accurate representation? Like, oh. and you can like you can sit there and tear it apart and you know the facts because everything about that, but you go back a little bit and then it's like, well I don't even know if this is accurate or not. I don't know what the history of this is or not because it wasn't like no one cared like if that was their accurate history or not. And now even trying to illuminate it, how do you illuminate it from something that people try to hide? And that's a difficult
0: For all you know, well for all I know, I don't know who directed that movie, but it might have been a white man who directed who like directs it back and still had absolutely no idea what it was like back then. But When you have, like, new actors, I shouldn't say new actors, but, like, new uh, colored actors who are coming out with, like, actual, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you put something out? Publishing, uh, new movies that actually understand what it's like to be in that black bubble, um, like what's his name, Jordan, Jordan Peele, yeah, Peele. Like everybody here in that movie. And I wish I could speak today. <laughs> <laughs> Has everybody in this room seen that movie? Get out. Oh no. yes. Okay. And oh, So now, huh? Oh no. By like, Jordan. No, it's fine. No, we're
2: he made. Oh, he <laughs> made. <he may> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nice. us. <laughs> nice, too. Like I was gonna yeah. get to that too. Like that's so, an actual what, so were
2: you say? what was it? Can you give a brief summary of Get Out?
0: Get out, okay. So spoilers for anybody who has not seen it, I am sorry. Just just like I'm so sorry. <laughs> um so it's about this black uh guy who's in a relationship with a white female and she's like, I want you to come over and I want you to meet my parents and he's like, Okay, let's go. So they get inside the car, they go and they go meet um her parents, who like w- live on this, I don't think it's like a cotton field mansion farm or such like that. But <laughs> they're the rich. Is basically what? A it's a plantation. I think <laughs> you just
4: coined a new phrase:
0: cotton field mansion farm. Yes. <laughs> <This is> basically, <laughs> what it was. <laughs> I'm that was great. Honestly, like, so like it was all three. But like good. they go there, they own this plantation, which should have been a red flag for him to leave. He Damn. didn't. Um, and suddenly, like. These weird events start happening around the house like he, know, he's noticing like hello welcome to the podcast we have a new um a new friend a new guest we, no we're just gonna start clapping every time a new person joins the podcast yes but um he starts to notice that not only th- does this white family own like this big property of um soil that his ancestors used to be on but like they actually have like black servants not slaves servants right and they're, they're acting all weird, weird or whatever and it actually turns out that the white people are like pumping in well not pumping in, actually pumping out taking huh? they take
5: the brain yeah uh, they, they take the, their like if there was like a there was a white, was it a white
0: guy? White yeah white it was a white guy, guy I think it was her father actually and
5: he was going to switch his brain into
0: the boyfriend the boy yeah, guy because... and
5: he was going <laughs> to take over his body and that was really
0: weird because he was talking about how they, well, actually, they had made a joke early on where, like, this white woman, they were all at a party, and this white woman approaches the black guy and his girlfriend, and he's like, and she's like, is it true that it's bigger? And they're all like, oh wow. <laughs> so later on, the man's like, who wouldn't want to have the legs of a black man because, you know, black people good at basketball? Mm-hmm. And who wouldn't want the thick and, and full lips of a black man? So basically, wanting to be black and... You know, so he's, like, met, like physically putting himself inside of there. And homie escapes. Um, <laughs> he kills um, most of the whole family, and he manages to leave. I think there's also an alternate scene of how if it were to really go down, he would be in prison. Why? Because he's black. Um, so that's the whole summary, I think. Am I missing anything inside of there at all? I could
2: suggest.
5: They hypnotized yeah, and this
2: wasn't the first,
0: like, this had been done to, this had been done to, like, 10 20 other people. Yeah. So when you have, like, black directors, I think it's pretty cool and awesome that they're finally, like, now, like, coming out with, like, new projects and stuff to show people out there in the world, Yo, this is what it's really like to be black. Like, this is what it's like to fear for your life. Because I think... Um, I had saw a review of the movie, and earlier in the movie, they had hit a deer, right? And so, like, the black guy, he gets out of the car, and he looks at the dead deer, and then he starts staring at it. And so, like, he's making the connection that being a black man in America is kind of like being a deer. Like, you're fair game. and can be killed at any moment. So, I think it's pretty, it's, it, you know, it's strange. I also want to
1: it's not like a rebuttal, but like, yeah, go comment, ahead. comment on that, of like, just now are, like people allowed to do that like it's just now coming out where it's like oh yeah just now. that's not something that's going to be like blacklisted and like said like oh well this is just like it's black people complaining like it's finally just become a time where like something like that where you create a new genre and actually speak to your experience is it actually heard or heard, heard enough not heard by everyone but is it actually doesn't just fall on deaf ears and isn't just cast out as um Extreme or
2: something, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just... Speaking of so black th- film directors, yep. so, uh, okay. have you all seen the 13th <laughs> no. documentary, the 13th on Netflix? Uh, so it's about the 13th amendment, which abolished slavery, but then it talks about there was a new kind of slavery right after, and that was through the prison system. Oh. And, and basically, former slaves were targeted and put in prison, and then it was free labor, and the argument is slavery never went away. It still exists. It's through the prison system. And what that has done since then is it systematically denied a big part of the population the right to vote. As many people who are away from prison <coughs> cannot vote. Um, so, so I'm seeing these issues of slavery in the past and it, it, to me it hasn't gone away. And it won't go away unless we keep talking about it, and we can't talk about it just amongst ourselves. We have to be very, very loud and persistent about it. And ultimately, to me, nothing will change until we get legislators in office who also respect these values and want this change. And
3: I think in addition to that, I just wanna, you talked about the 13th, another documentary that'll be good for you guys to look at um, for some context is also called Slavery by Another Name. Similar, and it shows how uh, the prison system was created and populated basically with black folks. Um, and so it's an awesome documentary. Um, another reason that it's important, I mean, another effect that it had other than just, you know, people not being able to vote is the fact that it tore apart families. So it tore apart families, it tore apart, well, it tore apart, apart our culture, um, and lots of things. Also, another one that you all should look at because I know that part of the concern is that you know you only hear about slavery and that was part of our history, but that's not the totality of our history. Is um, if you look up Henry Louis Gates Jr., um, I cannot remember the the, his most recent documentary, but it was about the various kingdoms of Africa and how um, and how uh, the various kingdoms you know flourished and how. You know, Europeans came in and how they kind of really kind of infiltrated. but And then also um, how uh, Islam and all that came to the continent. But that is a really good um, kind of introduction to what was happening in Africa, you know. Can, can Whereas, you explain
2: infiltrated a little bit more? Oh, Lord.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know. The, the kind of joke in the community is, okay, they sent the missionaries first and then they took our resources. So, you know, they kind of like came in and, you know, the people on the continent were friendly and they did their trading and all that kind of stuff. But then at a certain point, something switched where they began to kind of take over their countries and, uh, you know, uh, utilize the – not utilize uh, – gain access to their resources and just – basically came under the guise of being friendly or wanting to do business, but then flipped the script, and next thing you know uh, the whole continent of Africa basically is colonized by the French and all of these things. And
4: something that um, you said, Ebony, that I think for this generation that I think is for me, like I think everything that everybody's saying is important for you all course you have the right to have everything you want out of your education. Your education is your education. So you should have a lot more to say about what that means in general. But I also think that to build on what Ebony said is that what I loved about watching that series on the civilizations that um, the Henry, Henry Louis Gates, that's the one I told you guys to look at. Um, is that you really start to understand the nature of wealth and the nature of black wealth versus European wealth. You look at all these old, 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 wealthy white families. That money came from exactly the spaces that Ebony's talking about. And when you see that laid out in all of its magnificence in that series, you really get a shiver down your spine when you realize the enormity of the theft of that wealth that should have been shared and had nothing to do with colonizers. And your generation will feel the brunt of that again. You know, that that's that's a big part of colonization is this. And that's why I love to talk about reparations in the form of Understanding the great theft from these incredible spaces, when you learn about those and see them, it's just.
0: The woman back here, she has a question. I'm going to ask you to speak rather loudly because the microphone's all the way back there. I mean, back here.
3: it to be taught in school you need to go to the people with what you think needs to be taught because even um, in Texas there was a controversy some years ago about in the textbook they were taking out the word slavery and saying that they were immigrants or something like if indentured they were really, yeah they kind of <laughs> watered it down so this is why it's very important that when you go and you're asking the legislature you know we want misimplemented. It's you need to create it. You need to create it. You need to do the research and ask for uh, people to help you create that because you don't want them to say, yes, we passed this law. Everybody needs to know uh, black history. And then when you're in the classroom, you're like, what are they talking about? This is not right. This doesn't feel right. Um, To give some context to that, right now we have a uh, African
1: American History course. Um, And they, which, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very much quote, quote unquote, um, because right now they, they don't, they're not doing anything with African American history. Um, it's basically whatever the teacher wants to teach um, that is somewhat history related, and it's not at all what class was meant to be for um, in that aspect. So yeah, exactly, being specific and making sure that um, there, you can't water it down and you can't make it what it what it, isn't. it needs to be what it needs to be.
2: I Ebony, mean, I wanted to <clears throat> tell you about, and I've, I got this idea from you, Michelle. Um, so, I think we're on our way to D.C. in the fall uh, to meet with national legislators, to meet with also leaders of the LGBT community, because we feel like all marginalized people, like we need to stand together, all people as many as we can, and advance the rights of all people, as much inclusive as possible, and, and prepare our students to lead PDs, Uh, on cultural awareness and with with teachers with security with everything and help them be the change they need to be Um, What kind of experiences and resources should they be seeking out when they go to legislators and and as they become leaders in all the fields We have scientists here. We've got builders here. We've got a wide group and they're gonna excel in all their fields uh, and what I'm trying to instill as a teacher also is we have to be active in our democracy for it to work for us. So even if you're an amazing engineer, you're a powerful kid, use that voice, use that power. Um, can, can you speak to that? What experiences they should be seeking out uh, and what resources for, for whatever comes down the road? Hmm. Um, I think it all is
3: probably gonna start with seeking out mentor that you trust uh, seeking out um, reading a lot reading a lot Um, Michelle you're going to have to help me because my brain is going left here
4: well I think Um, the last time we met I and through email all the things I've shared you would share I mean you would share more than I would Um, I, I, I would assume but what I would say is that the you said that's the most important is the mentorship.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for interrupting Mr. Compton. Uh, yeah. anyway, I'll to be talk back. We've got some minutes. Oh, somebody
4: else? But one thing that is available to you right off the bat is that Black Lives Matter at school has done a lot of that work of providing, say a, there's a group of students in Milwaukee right now who are they just testified in front of their uh, city government about this very thing. And they're piggybacking on what Black Lives Matter at school did in terms of resources. But the good news for you all is because of Ebony and Stacey, Bailey and Jai, and there's some people in this community who've done this work, it's ready to go. So I think that's all I would add to what you're saying,
3: is that we have this here in our community. Can be, it can be developed more. And just yes. one last thing before, and this is my last thing, is that it's important for you guys to know that we we don't just have successful people in the past. We have, and, and part of the reason that it's important to teach black history, I think somebody asked that question, is because the lack of the history that's being taught has been very intentional in, in it was intentional in the process of enslaving us, as far as enslaving our minds, because I know that you guys have been around people. Who well, exhibit self hate? You know, they might call each other the N word. They might say your hair is, you know, un- is nappy or something mm-hmm. because it's not in its natural state. We've been demonized for our hair, our skin color, getting too dark. Those are all. If you think about that,
4: aren't you guys the Do rag School? That I- yeah. yeah. If you think about that,
3: <laughs> that does, that. You have to be mentally ill to think that the darker your skin is, the worse you look. Just think about that. If you think your dark skin is not as beautiful as it really is, that is mental illness. If you think the hair coming out of your scalp is not beautiful, that is mental illness. So the lack of teaching this stuff has actually been very intentional um, for keeping us you know, in our place to think that we're nobody. But I just want you to know that there are so many resources on people who are doing things today I homeschool, and one of the things I do is I make sure that my son knows that right now there are black entrepreneurs who are changing the world. There are black doctors. There are blacks in every single field who are currently changing the world. So we don't have to look, even though we should study them, we don't have to look back to Martin Luther King Jr. or Malcolm X or whoever. We have examples now, too.
0: So, because we are slowly running out of time, I am going to go around and ask if anybody has any comments, concerns, or you just thought that we skipped over something, or so any last words before we have to wrap up our podcast so we can go into the theater. Anything to say at all? No statement, please. <laughs>
4: I would love to hear from the students in the room. Ebony and I are here to listen primarily, and there's lots of people out there that are listen want to hear from you. What do you want for yourselves? Right? What what do you want for yourselves? If you could envision your education from kindergarten till now, what would it have looked like? <laughs> this book right
5: here. Um, I would say it was like. Mainly not here only from the viewpoint of European um, history. Because when we are in school, like I think our teachers and Mr. Shore does this a lot. He, he teaches us about other perspectives because sometimes you know we learn history and I think it is an important thing because it's our race, you know, it's where we come from, but we also have to learn the history that is happening right now. Because we know we have wars that we have and it might not be happening in our country. The eastern, you know, or the western part, like falls down. Then we're falling down with them too. We're not, we're, you know. I think sometimes we we lead, um, I don't know I would, like we lead, we we're just brain. I don't want to say brainwashed, but we're basically brainwashed. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you can say um, European <laughs> history and now learning about other history and what's going on around the world. Because you might ask somebody else, oh, like what's going right now in Iraq or what's going just war. War. That's, yeah, all, that's exactly. all we have to say. We don't know which group are divided. We don't know if um, it's the government against the people, or if it's the people against the people. We don't know none of that. We just know it's war, and our troops are there, or our troops are coming back. That's all we know. And you know, it is important to know the history of our country and the United States. And you know, like I said, it's our base. But I want to know about others too, because our generation, all we talk about, you know, if we have a list the main thing is oh we want to travel we want to do this we want to help you we want to but do we know about those other people no we don't we don't know we we know that it's europe italy has that you know the tower and the church now burned down and that's all we know but if none of those events happen we would have never oh we just want to travel there you know just to take a pictures. we don't know nothing and i feel like this country especially now is full of immigrants and people from different worlds and in uh, countries, and if we really want to understand and truly connect and have an opinion about those people, then I guess not everything, but I guess we should have uh, basic knowledge about those people and where they come from and what they're suffering.
4: It's interesting to me that now more than ever, that's easier to do, and yet it's not happening.
0: Does anybody else have one last thing to say before we all say goodbye? Yeah. This person, yeah, right here. You didn't have your head up? No. Okay. That's fine. Um, I'm going to have you all say goodbye to the people who are listening. Okay, we're going to do this in sync because I don't know. Because. Ready? <laughs> all right, everybody ready? One, two, three. Goodbye.